Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. And it's officially the annual Valentine's Day program. Welcome to Spotlight Connecticut. It's another beautiful Saturday afternoon and the sun is out. You know, the whole thing about the clouds, it really hasn't had me all that down. I know some people have been pretty disappointed by it. Um, Not me, not terribly. I've noticed it. I do miss the sun from time to time, um, but it hasn't affected me too much. But, you know, on a day like this, with the sun shining, um, it really couldn't get any better. It is a beautiful, beautiful day out there. All right, so I mentioned that this is the Valentine's Day show. And, you know, I, I said this on social media, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram, at MC News Talk is my handle. Give me a follow there and check me out online. I mentioned this in my little video promo for the show. I do these videos. And I said that I always root for the underdog. I've always had a history of doing that. And I think that, um, you know, sometimes in life I have felt like the underdog at times. And I have prevailed and been successful at a number of things. And therefore, um, I always seem to root for the underdogs um, in many things that I do. And on Valentine's Day and around Valentine's Day, especially those two, three weeks leading up to it, it always seems as if all you hear about is, oh, what to do if you're in a relationship, if you're a couple, how to have that romantic date night or romantic dinner idea, um, shopping and gifts and so on and so forth, and Valentine's Day cards. Well, what if you're single? (laughs) What are you supposed to do if you're single? And believe it or not, there are plenty of Americans who are single. And you can be single, honestly, at any point in time in your life. And as you get older, it gets harder to meet people, to make new friends, to date. Um, You know, I know a number of friends' parents. uh, So, you know, I'm 27. And so I know a number of people whose parents are in their, say, 50s or 60s. And they were married for 20 or 30 years or whatever, and now they're divorced. And they don't know what to do, and they don't know where to turn to. And so these are the people that I'm talking to this week on Spotlight Connecticut because the dating world is very different than it was five years ago, certainly 10 years ago, 20, 30, 40, 50, you name it. Okay, it is an evolving thing, and technology has played a big part. But uh, personally, I've always found it better to meet somebody in person. Well, Jill Dunn is a Fairfield County-based matchmaker, and she does work throughout Connecticut, um, although... Fairfield County focused, that's not all she's limited to. So you should know that. So if we do talk about Fairfield County, just be aware that while maybe that's the bulk of our conversation, that's not necessarily the end all be all. So she is working with people from around Connecticut and also kind of the um, the region here. And what she does is she puts on singles events every month under the brand name Jillin' It, a.k.a., you know, kind of like killing it. Like, oh, man, we're killing it. Okay, so she calls it Jillin' It, and I think that that's absolutely brilliant. And um, the idea came to her, she'll tell us in the hour here, uh, because she was single and trying to get back into the dating world, and uh, there weren't a ton of options. But she's also a matchmaker. And so for those of you who are single, in fact, on this Valentine's Day period and season 2024, just be aware that there are options out there for you. And Jill of Jill in it is going to tell us everything we need to know about dating in 2024 when we get her on the show in a few minutes. This is WTIC in Hartford. Recognizing the best fans on Spotlight Connecticut. Hi, I'm Carol Chappelle from Ellington. I listen to Morgan Cunningham on the radio, WTIC. 
you know, when I recorded that with Carol, I was out and about actually doing an interview somewhere else and she was waiting for me. They, you know, they were aware that I was coming. She comes up to me and she says, you're Morgan Cunningham, but I listen to you every single week. And I hear that you do those drops with people, uh, you know, listeners that you have. Can I do one? So I broke out my cell phone and we recorded one together. So Carol, I would imagine that you are listening there in Tolland County in the little town of Ellington. So I just wanted to say hi to you on this Saturday afternoon. Morgan Cunningham with you on Spotlight Connecticut. And our guest this week is Jill Dunn, a matchmaker who's based in Fairfield County, but not limited just to Fairfield County. She's working all across Connecticut and kind of the region, branching into New York, from what I understand. And we're going to be talking about dating in 2024. Jeez, what a concept and what a thing to talk about um, as it's Valentine's Day season and so much to discuss. And I should also mention that Jill was my very second guest on Spotlight Connecticut. So welcome back to the show, Jill. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you back on the show. And for people who are new to the program, and maybe they didn't hear that very second show back in 2022, which is honestly hard for me to believe, tell Mm -hmm. people who you are and what you do, Jill. Okay, so I'm Jill Dunn. I'm a matchmaker and an event planner here in Connecticut. Like you said, I'm based primarily in Fairfield County, but I do work with clients all over Connecticut and parts of New York and um, have the capability truly to work with clients all over the country. And uh, so I started my work, you know, back in 2016, I got divorced. And so that's how this all this all started. And uh, I was looking for ways to meet single people. And I couldn't find any around here. So I started to, you know, I put my uh, experience as an event planner to work. And I decided to throw a singles event here in Norwalk. And it sold out. And then I said, wow, there really is a need for this. I'm not the only one who's looking for ways to meet single people and connect. And so, um, so that one sold out. So I put up another one for a couple of weeks later. And that sold out. And so I said, well, I guess we're really on to something. Yeah, you're on to something there, Jill. Yeah, (laughs) yes. And now it's been, you know, I've been doing the events. I just had my 54th event. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. And, you know, I feel like when I started, I was just doing the events for singles. And then very organically from there, my matchmaking service started because I was connecting singles, you know, that I meet a man I'd meet at one event with a woman I'd meet at another event and I'd say hey I think you'd like this woman that I met at this other event let me just connect you but really with no background or information on what they were looking for I was just connecting people and then so very naturally that process has been fine-tuned and really expanded now into a full service private and personalized matchmaking service that I'm uh, very proud to be able to do and to work with singles of all different ages and stages of their lives. And um, so now, you know, I feel like when I started, I was an event planner and I did some matchmaking. And now I feel like it's sort of flipped. Like I am a matchmaker and I also host events for singles as an opportunity for them to connect. Well, no wonder it's a hit because if somebody goes online, go to Google, okay, and they type in, 
uh, matchmaker or singles in Connecticut, very few options pop up, at least here in Connecticut. Uh, I don't know if it's different in any other state. Jill, why do you think that is, that here we are in 2024, people want to get out and meet, especially, you know, post-COVID and everything, but uh, just in general, dating in general, why is it that there are so few matchmakers out there and have you found it difficult because there's such a demand that doesn't seem to have a ton of competition? Well, you know, what's one thing that's great about matchmaking is that it really is collaborative. So I've actually been able to link up with other matchmakers all over the country and, and some also in the Northeast. And we're able to collaborate to help uh, connect our clients and clients within our networks with, uh, you know, with each other. So, but you're right. I mean, you don't really hear about it. And when people, you know, ask me, what do you do? And I say, I'm a matchmaker. Overwhelmingly, the sentiment is, that's a real thing. Like, I thought that was just like an old fashioned, (laughs) you know, like your grandmother did it. But no, it's a real thing. And it is, there is a real need for it. And actually, to that point, I had always uh, had my business, you know, since I started, I've had my business and I've always done other work but not anymore Um, right not anymore and so you know over the last year or so the demand from singles has been so overwhelming and this really is where my heart is so in the middle of last year i decided to just you know and go go all in and really listen to what was calling me and so i stepped away from my my event director position and i I'm full in on my matchmaking and services for singles. It is full-time and a half, but it is uh, very, very important to me, and it brings me a lot of joy, and, and I love what I do. Last time we spoke, Jill, I told the story about my parents, how in 1979 they met in high school. They got married in 1983. They've been together ever since, and I know so many stories like that from that era and before. And thinking about my time in high school, there are only two people that I know of who are dating their high school sweethearts and now uh, engaged or getting married or they've already married. And so I got to ask you, what has changed in dating in the last 40 years? Because you don't hear many stories like that anymore. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I always, I always compare it you know to my grandparents we I just lost both of my grandparents at the end of last year and they were that same sort of story who they got together when they were teenagers they were together their entire lives and you know they really are like a model of such a beautiful love story and you know their story means so much to me and it really is like my, an inspiration for me to help bring back that sort of real back to basic love and commitment and companionship. And I think what really the breakdown is, is that there are just too many options. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's instant gratification, this Amazon prime culture across the board, not yes. just in dating, but getting your food and getting anything you want. It's immediate and you can just order it up on your cell phone. So I think, Unfortunately, that has sort of translated over into dating and relationships. And it's like we have too much information about what is going on in other people's homes and a beautiful, you know, woman or man that might be attractive to you 
that, um, you know, can lure you away from really focusing on your home is, you know, one swipe away. And that wasn't the case 50 years ago. People got married and they were committed to their family. That's all that they saw and that's all that they cared about. But unfortunately, that has changed with just the technology and just too much information. Uh, and it's very easy to communicate and connect with people who, you know, are not right in front of you. So, but I will say, and this is great news if you ask me, that overwhelmingly people are wanting to reconnect in the old fashioned way. People are less, you know, people are reaching out to me for a more organic approach because they want to connect with people in person. Same thing at my events. People want to go and make eye contact and see how it feels to communicate with someone. A swipe just only gives you so much information on a dating app, you know. So I think it is, you know, the clocks are turning back in that sense, not just with dating, but I think across the board, people are you know, they want, they're sick of their phone. They want to put their phone down and they want to get back into nature. They want to connect with people again. So this is good news for singles. And here's the other problem with dating apps. There's this level of creativity that you've got to have. You know, you have to be witty and your pictures have to be super attractive and interesting and so on. Whereas Jill, I don't know about you, but in my case, sometimes the best conversations I start with other people are, Hey, how are you? There's nothing creative there. Okay, but you get the conversation going, and you really can't do that in the world of online dating. You have to meet somebody in person, see them face-to-face. Yeah, you have to stand out somehow on a dating app. And, you know, I always tell female clients especially, you know, when you're on a dating app, you have to, men especially, just they just generally have terrible pictures up, you know. Yeah. And it's not... It's to no fault of their own. It's just not their, you know, area of expertise. They have weird mirror selfies and fish pictures and, you know, all kinds of things that women are, they're like, ugh, I don't want to see a picture of a fish. But really, there could be a very quality man that's holding that fish. So even though it is just based on a quick, you know, look at a photo, to try to be less judgmental and, you know, be open to the opportunity of what's Who's holding the fish? Jill, if somebody's going to your events and you have them about monthly, just about, and you have one coming up on Valentine's Day, your annual singles event, which I think is just great. It's an alternative because, as I mentioned at the start of the show, plenty of options if you're in a relationship. If you're single, not so much. And so I think that that's a wonderful thing that you do on Valentine's Day. But if they're going to your events, any of them, what do they need to know? So one thing that I always tell people before they come to an event, I send out an email the night before and just reassure everybody that you're never alone at my events. You're with me. And, you know, it's really, it can be scary. You know, people come to the events usually alone because for the most part people, you know, their whole, their circles are in relationships. So it's one person in a group that's single, that's just going at it alone. So just, you know, I like people to know they're not alone. If you ever feel uncomfortable or awkward or don't know what to say, just pretend you have something really important that you have to tell me and I've got you. And I do little icebreaker activities to help people connect and everybody's doing them. So there's nothing weird about it, you know, and it's, I keep it really casual, but make sure that everybody feels 
seen and has an opportunity to talk with other singles. And, you know, every single time when people come in the beginning, they're sort of clinging on to their drink and awkwardly flipping on their phone. But by the end, everybody's friends and they're exchanging numbers and leaving together and going to have a drink together at another place. So it really, it's a transformative couple of hours and people make so many connections, love connections, friend connections, work connections. It's just all about going and being open. You must love yourself, Jill, being able to see those connections being made over the course of two or three hours. I love it. It's my favorite thing. I, you know, I think matchmaking is very, it's very private and personalized and I love what I'm doing there. And honestly, I could work 24 hours a day with the demand that I have and the time that I put in with my matchmaking clients. But I, I think I will do the events for the rest of my life as long as I possibly can because I love them so much. They're just, they are, really are magical what happens, the way that people change in that time. Their confidence changes. They leave, you know, just feeling connected back with human beings. And, and that's another thing that I, I always tell people at events, especially at speed dating events, is that, you know, speed dating events, you have five-minute conversations with each of the people And uh, so I always tell people, whether or not you're sitting across the table from the love of your life, you have another human being's undivided attention for five minutes. And there's so much value in that. And there was, there always was, but especially now that we're post-COVID, where people were so isolated, especially single people, you know, really to just stop and take the value in that and another human being's eye contact and full attention for five minutes is just such a gift. And people leave really feeling special about that. Jill, we have about a minute before we go into the break at the bottom of the hour. What do people need to know about your upcoming event on Valentine's Day? You can find information about my event and all of my services on my website, jillinit.com. So it's Jill, J-I-L-L, in it.com. You can reach out to me via email, hello at jillinit.com, and I can answer any questions. But private matchmaking, event tickets, coaching, I have a blind date activation that I'm running right now. All of that you can access from my website. That's amazing, Jill. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about what Jill does as a matchmaker, how it works, and so on and so forth. Jill in it. She really is killing it. I love that name. Minnie Ripperton gets us into the break. Love songs are our bumpers today on WTIC. We'll be back. When I was preparing the songs last night for our bumper music today, I said, I have to pick a 60s bubblegum love song. I just have to. And as I looked through my collection, I said, I haven't heard this in ages. From New York City, Marcy Blaine getting us back into Spotlight Etiquette. Bobby's Girl. I do love those 60s love songs. They're just uh, they're just a hoot. A ton of fun. I'm Morgan Cunningham. You can find me on social media, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and also Instagram, at MC News Talk. You'll find me there. Um, my little video promos, you'll see that I was wearing red for Valentine's Day as we talk about what to do on Valentine's if you're single. And we are joined this week by our guest, Jill Dunn. She is a matchmaker. I, I just, I have to say it again. Jill in it. She's killing it. Jill, I love that name. I do. Thank you. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? You know, a friend of mine uh, actually suggested it to me because I was looking for a way to, to sort of encompass everything that I do. 
And she just said, how about jilling it? I said, wow, that really is perfect. It works. It really does. Yeah. The million-dollar idea, that's for sure. All right, right, Jill, I wanted to talk about your matchmaking. So we talked a little bit about your events. You have one coming up on Valentine's Day, and that's for people that want to go and meet in person. The matchmaking option, I guess, is more scientific, would you say? So I would say it's about, you know, it's, it's the way that I look at it is like little post-its in my mind. It's hard to explain it. You know, some of it is like 40% spreadsheet algorithm and 60% is just, you know, intuition and, you know, remembering one of those post-its in my head when, when I meet someone new and they're single and I say, Oh, light bulb, like, let me pull that post-it. He would be great for my client who I just spoke to last week, you know, so I make these. And then, so, you know, then I have to go back to the spreadsheety part and make sure that they align on all the big stuff. Um, But it is, I wouldn't say it's scientific, but I think it's, it's right for certain people. You know, the events are wonderful and they're a great experience, but it's more of casting a wide net, right? It's just an opportunity, uh, just like a dating app or anything else that you might do to meet single people. Um, working with a matchmaker, you know, my private and personalized matchmaking service really is, it's specific to each individual client. So, you know, I've worked with clients from 28 to 88 and, you know, a, a woman who's 32 who's looking for a husband to start a family with has a very different set of needs than, you know, a 68-year-old widow. So there, this is why it's very personalized and I get, you know, very close with my clients. We talk all the time. Uh, it's we really get to know each other well, and I always say your first match is with your matchmaker. We've got we've got to work out, uh, and you can feel it in the first couple of conversations that we have. Uh, but I I love this uh, this area of my work. It really gives me a lot of um, you know fe- feeling. I get the feeling if somebody is going to be a good connection, and then they go on their dates uh, that I find for them, and then we have you know a date recap check-in call after and my little favorite golden nugget is that I also get a date recap call with their date so you know that's like invaluable feedback right for somebody who's going you know on a date you never know what the other person's thinking but when you're working with me you do (laughs) so that's a great little nugget there what are some of the things that you hear on those recaps oh sometimes I have to break some bad news to people Um, you know, one, there was actually a client that I had last summer that, uh, was a really nice guy. And I was actually really surprised by the feedback that I got from his date, uh, which she said, you know, it was the middle of July. And she said he was wearing a parka, you know, like a winter coat zipped up with a furry hood. And he was sweating profusely the entire time on the date. And I just had a really hard time concentrating on what he was saying because I was so put off by it. And so, you know, I had to, I had to call him after and I had to say like, what's up with the parka? You know, why did you wear that? It's July. And he said, I don't know. I like it. You know, it's nice. It's comfy. And I, you know, I leave it at home next time. You know, there's just these little things that, Oh, geez. 
I know. I mean, sometimes people just need a little, I mean, and sometimes the feedback is more intense than that. You know, that was just a very, you know, he just got a new coat and he liked it and didn't mind sweating that day, I guess. But you never know. I mean, sometimes these little, these little bits of feedback coming from a date can help you really fine tune the way that you're showing up on dates and in uh, even in public when you're meeting people and, you know, like they say, go on as many job interviews as you can when you're looking for a new job. And that way, when you're on the interview for the job you really want, you nail it. Right. And the same is true for dating. So, you know, working with me one on one, we're really in it together. It's like hiring a personal trainer. So for but for this aspect of your life. So we just we embark on it together. Let's go back to square one, Jill. I'm talking with Jill Dunn of Jill in it dating services, matchmaking, events, and so on, events for singles, that is. When somebody goes to you and they say, Jill, we're interested in your matchmaking services, and you say, okay, here's how it works, what do you want to know about them? What are some of the things that you ask them? So, you know, like I said, your first match is with your matchmaker. So I want to make sure that we vibe, right? We feel comfortable with each other. It's very important that a potential client is able to open up to me and tell me, you know, the real things that they're looking for, how they're really feeling. Uh, you know, like I said, I work with people in all different aspects and, you know, a 68 year old widow needs a different set of advice and a different set of, um, you know, compassion than someone who is in a different stage of life. So it's all about, you know, making sure that we can connect in order for me to properly do my work. Um, also, I want to know that they're going to be honest with me and be open to, you know, everybody has these this idea of exactly what they're looking for. But there's also a reason that you're hiring a matchmaker. So sometimes you need to be able to relinquish a little bit of control and trust your matchmaker's intuition on things and, you know, really understand that one date is not a lifetime commitment. It's one date. So sometimes you just need to trust me and just go. What if you get somebody who is divorced, male or female, what do you usually hear from them and what do you often tell them? Because it might be the first time that they've tried dating in 20 or 30 years, or maybe they're widowed. Um, what do you say to them? How do you help them? Well, you know, I would say that's probably my area of expertise because of my experience. So when I got divorced, I was, you know, I was like a baby bird that was dropped from a nest. You know, when I started dating my ex-husband, I was in my 20s. And then I'm emerging in my mid-30s with two young kids from this marriage. And I had no idea how to date or what I even liked, who I liked, what I wanted. I didn't, you know, understand the rejection was crushing, you know, if it didn't work out or you didn't hear from somebody. So I think that is an area that I really is like a soft spot for me. And I have a lot of experience in. I've learned so much over the last eight years uh, in that area about, you know, setting a different set of expectations for a first date than you do for a husband. Uh, it's a hard lesson to learn, but I wish that I had someone like me when I first got divorced who had this same experience. So 
Uh, I think someone who is just starting to date after a divorce, you know, there's a very important healing time that happens. And that's not to say that you're not available for dating at all. But I think, you know, in the first year or so, right when your, your divorce is wrapping up, you are more than likely only capable of, a, you know, a certain type of relationship. And, you know, somebody really should be experimenting in that time, in my opinion. Maybe that's not right for everybody, but that's my advice. You know, if you're just getting divorced, experiment a little bit. Date different types of people. See how it feels. You know, you, you've been with the same person for however many years, and you don't even know what you like now. So a lot of times people just need to do a little bit of self-exploration. What would you say to somebody who's younger, maybe 20s, 30s, early 40s, they maybe weren't married previously. Um, maybe they have or haven't been in a serious relationship. You know, when you're younger, things are a bit different. Um, what would you say to somebody who's trying to find that significant other, that someone special, and they're younger? I well, I mean, younger than you know, like 25. I tell them to just go out. You know, go to go out dancing and find somebody. But uh, you know, I would say like 28. And, and up then to get in touch with me because it really is the most streamlined way. Uh, you know, it's like having a whole army searching for you and, and really working with me one-on-one really keeps the fun in your dating life, really reserves your heart space and, and your emotional spend because you're not, swiping and getting attached to these, you know, these little uh, conversations and just one after another, they drop off. Maybe you end out up on a date or two from an app and then it doesn't work out. This is like, I'm only, my clients are only going out on dates with people who are truly compatible. For me, it's very much about, um, you know, quality over the, over a quantity. So we're making sure that before my client even sits down at a table with their date, everything, all of the big stuff aligns. You know, do they want to have children? Where are they? What stage of their life are they in? Are they willing to relocate? Or all these, you know, big factors. Religion for some people, you know, it just depends on what everybody's deal breakers are. But by the time they sit down, we have all the big things checked off. So really the first date is the vibe check and they're not trying to figure out and interview people on a first date, they're just seeing how it feels to be together. What happens after the first date, assuming you get to a second date and so on? How do you get to that second date, and then how should things progress? So, well, with clients, a lot of times they'll, you know, if it, if it feels good, like they want to see each other again, typically they'll exchange numbers themselves on the first date. But if they don't, then I could, I take it from there for them and, you know, arrange a second date for them. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, whether or not you're working with a matchmaker, it's, it's good to keep in mind that sometimes you need three or even four dates to, to see if you like somebody, if you really, if you like to be in their company. And it doesn't mean, again, even four dates, we're, it's not a lifetime commitment. It's not marriage, four dates. It's, you know, we've spent four hours together just to see how it feels. So I think that's, you know, that's an important piece of it is getting so attached 
to the idea or the potential of a certain match is just, it sabotages your whole experience. So I really encourage people to date multiple, you know, just continuously dating, just date three or four people, have conversations, do until there's a conversation about exclusivity or someone really is obviously rising to the top and, you know, capturing your attention and your heart space. Jill, we have to take another quick break. Sorry about that, but could you remind people how they can get in touch with you and find you online? Sure. Jillinit.com. J-I-L-L-N-It.com. Jillinit, she is killing it. Let me tell you, folks, we'll be back in a few minutes on Spotlight Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham. Happy Valentine's Day singles. This is WTIC in Hartford. Let's continue. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. And my guest, Jill Dunn, this week talking about being single this Valentine's Day season 2024. Less than two weeks to go to Valentine's Day. So in our final few minutes here, Jill, what can somebody do other than obviously get in touch with you? But what can somebody do if they're single? Maybe they want a date for Valentine's Day or after. What do they do? So I would say, you know, you don't always have to focus on opportunities that are specifically for singles. So, of course, you can get in touch with me for matchmaking, for blind dates, for my singles event coming up on Valentine's Day. But there are lots of other things that you can do in the community uh, to meet other people. So there's, you know, meetup groups where you can find something that's of interest to you. Like if you like to play poker or you want to learn, find a poker meetup group and you'll end up meeting other people like-minded who enjoy the same thing as you. Maybe they're, uh, maybe they're also single or maybe their brother is or their coworker is or whoever. So you never know where a connection can lead you. Um, and then also, you know, do a search on Eventbrite, see if there's anything coming up. Of course, again, there's my singles events, there's other singles events, um, but there's also events like, you know, dance nights and things like that where you can find things that you enjoy that are that are social even book clubs you know it's just a matter of getting out and meeting other people and then i think the most important thing you can do is just in your day-to-day life is stay open look up when you're out in public smile at people doesn't matter if they're single or not smile at people make eye contact you know put your phone away engage with the community you know I know we're all guilty of just being sunken into our phones while we're, you know, walking through the grocery store, but I challenge you to just put it away and look up, be where you are. Like I tell my kids a thousand times a day and, you know, it's the, the opportunities that come from that are really special. And that's one of the biggest differences between meeting people now and like our grandparents did, you know, so many years ago. I know that WTIC reaches all over Connecticut and your Valentine's Day event is in one quarter of the state, but I guess that people could travel. I'm curious, Jill, where are you going to be? Is it Norwalk? Yes. Yeah, so I'll be in Norwalk at Space Cap Brewery on Valentine's Day. And that is a ticketed event. So I would recommend getting tickets in advance, uh, specifically because I try to keep the uh, genders balanced so that there's a similar amount of men and women. So the best way for me to do that is with tickets uh, in advance. But um, those are available through a link on my website. And then also, you know, if you can't make it to Norwalk, 
the blind date activation, I do that all over Connecticut. So there's a link to that on the event page as well at jillinit.com. Don't you also have a Facebook group called 203 Singles? I sure do. Yes, I have so many opportunities for singles. Free Facebook group called 203 Singles, and that's not just singles in the 203. That's singles in you know all of Connecticut. All over. Yep, I have a meetup group called Single Sparks, also free. And um, a lot of singles are connecting in those free groups. And uh, you can follow me on social media at Jill in it. And, uh, you know, there's, like I said, I really offer something for everyone at every age and stage. So just get in touch and I'll see how I can help. All right, Jill, we are completely out of time. So I thank you for coming on and happy Valentine's Day to you and all single friends out there. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks for having me. All right, absolutely. Our annual Valentine's Day singles show on WTIC. I'm Morgan Cunningham letting Journey get us out of here. Next week, it's about EVs. Send me questions about EVs at MC News Talk on social media. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080.